0: When there's no more room in hell, the swearwolves will walk the earth.
1: Werewolves Horror Podcast, the podcast that discusses all things horror. I'm Brett. I'm David. I'm Alan. And this week, gentlemen, we decided to talk about the Romero Trilogy. Now, realistically, there's six movies in the zombies world of George Romero, because he came out with Land of the Dead, Diary of the Dead, and... He didn't do Juan of the Dead, right? No. That wasn't him. Oh, Juan of the Dead is a really good movie. Is it? Have you seen it? I have not. It's like the Puerto Rican um, Shaun of the Dead. I really need I to like catch Shaun up the
0: dead. on my dead movies.
1: Yeah. One of the Dead, I was pleasantly surprised with. Um, okay. It's subtitled, um, but I don't have a problem watching subtitle films. But Yeah. It's uh, are the
2: zombies subtitled, uh, yeah. That tells you,
1: <laughs> it tells you it spells groan. it out at the bottom. R G H, various R-G-H. various bellows. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, so the trilogy, uh, is what we're going to be talking about because those I think are the most, well, most iconic, I, I, yeah. And and to me, the most important zombie movies I think ever made. They're pro, they're the ones the majority of people have seen, yeah. And I'm I've, not saying they're the best zombie movies ever made. I'm saying they're the most important zombie movies ever made. You know, Land of the Dead, I was really excited for when that came out because, you know, being a fan of the first three. I saw Land of the Dead when it came out. Yeah, it's me too. It's not good. I thought it was okay.
0: I
2: like it. There's things
0: about it yeah. I don't like. I need to rewatch it, though. Like the Maybe John, I do, too, but.
2: Like the John Leguizamo character. Isn't yeah. <laughs> uh, Dennis Hopper? Dennis Hopper's a little much.
1: Yeah. And doesn't he talk to the zombies? Who, Hopper? One of the guys like they like And they're like talking to them Or something like speaking a language or something
0: Yeah well
2: there's the one uh, Eugene Clark uh, zombie Who is the like the smart one and yeah. starts Learning things and he has a gun um, But he's like evolved but that
1: happens In Day yeah, of the Dead And we'll, yeah. we'll get to Day we'll of touch the on Dead that. in a second Yeah Um But the ones we're talking about are of course Night of the Living Dead mm-hmm. Dawn of the Dead And Day of the Dead Um Going back, 1968, Night of the Living Dead, Public Domain. You can watch this movie anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> at <Yep>. any time. <laughs> um,
0: Probably the best version to watch now is the Criterion Collection put it out on Blu-ray. Oh, really? So that's the go-to. Yeah, that's
2: one thing. Because it's in Public Domain, there's so many versions. There's a lot
0: of shitty versions yeah. that just look terrible. Yeah. yeah, I think Criterion did it right.
1: But I think what you get out of it, I mean, if you're obviously, if you're looking for visually... Uh, the best copy. Mm-hmm. You want to go with the Criterion Collection. but and features. It, a lot of features, too. But oh, if you cool. just watch the movie, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot to digest in this movie because this was the first. It, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. This is 1968. This was the first zombie movie that had these type of zombies. You know, going back to, you know, the, the 40s and the 50s, uh, there was a movie, White Zombie. Yeah. Um, starring... Rob Zombie? No. Uh, <laughs> Lugosi? Starring Bella Lugosi. And that was more of a... Zombies were more of like a Haitian uh, voodoo. Yeah, it was like a voodoo kind right. of thing. thing. Um, right. Very similar to... Oh, what's that movie where the guy dies? Weekend at Bernie's 2. Yes. Very <laughs> similar to Weekend at Bernie's 2. No, it's very... Like in the, in the Mouth of Madness? No, not in the Mouth of Madness. What's the one... I forget There's this one uh, But it's like this voodoo thing Where this guy comes back to life It was in the 80s Okay I, I don't eh. remember what it was But anyway It doesn't matter I think we should do a Weekend of Bernie's episode <laughs> <laughs> It's just about these two serial killers That's what it is, right? Well, I guess they're not serial They just have one body um, <laughs> But yeah So this was the first zombie film that had like Where the masses know, They are. rose from the grave yes. Yeah and they come back, and uh, Barbara and her brother are going to visit their uh, grandma. Their dad. Their dad. Was it? was it their, their dad? dad? Yeah, because their mom doesn't want to come. Yeah, it's yeah. too far they of a drive. want to put her. like a wreath on his grave or something. Yeah. And they go and visit their dad. And while they're there, the brother starts teasing Barbara. Because he's like, I remember when we were young, you hated coming to cemeteries. And I would always, and she's like, yeah, you would jump out and scare me and stuff. And then there's a guy walking through the cemetery and he's like, Barbara, he's coming to get you. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Probably the most quoted line of the Night of the Living Dead is, they're coming to get you, Barbara. (laughs) He's such a dick. He is. And her reaction is wonderful. She goes, stop it. You're ignorant. (laughs) That's a nice little insult. You're ignorant. (laughs) So she gets attacked. Yeah. By this guy. She like, walks by him and she's trying to be pleasant, but there's something off about this guy. And he doesn't look like skin dripping. like Right. Like a, yeah.
2: And that zombie teleports. He's really far away and then all of a sudden he's right up on her.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's part of the mythos. They mm-hmm. can teleport. Hello. <laughs> no. Um, it's like a vortex. Or yeah. A wormhole or something. <laughs> there was. And so he uh, he attacks her as she passes him. And then the brother comes and he actually saves Barbara. Yeah. But he gets killed. Gets killed. Yeah. In the process. Yeah. Gets got. And then there's zombies. Yeah. Yeah. And she gets in the
2: car and she, but uh, I don't think the keys are there. Right. And then she kind of releases the e-brake and kind of rolls yep. yeah. away. And yeah. And then she finds a house and, and then the bulk of the movie takes place in the house. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So there's a few survivors in this house. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know anybody's names. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got Ben.
2: Uh, that's the main character. Um, and then you got the Coopers, you got Harry and Helen, uh, and then you got a younger couple named Judy and Tom.
1: Okay. And then, and then, and then the, uh, the the little girl. Yeah. And then the, the Coopers have a daughter. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, most of the movie takes place. Well, there's intercut scenes with the news station, right? Yeah. And yeah. the news station,
2: they, they're kind of telling us what's going on, which that's, um, I was thinking about this. I can't think of another movie. This old that did that to advance the story, which rather than having like needless exposition, uh, just t- advance the story by the news yeah. or the radio,
1: yeah. And and it really treats it like it's almost like a public service, right? So they're telling them, like, look, I mean, they're not telling them, they're telling us, the audience, yeah. like, there's only this is how you kill them, yeah. You gotta shoot them in the head. If you can't shoot them, find a stick, find something, and yeah, destroy their destroy brains. The brain.
0: That's what made the movie. Have such a lasting effect on people was the element of the newscaster because that's what people were familiar with. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, at home, there. You know, think back to 1968. There, you know, you didn't I, have cable. I can't
1: even remember
0: 1968. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you can only imagine. I mean, you know, taking history class, learning about the 60s. You know, you didn't have cable. You had um, a lot of news stations. You had mm-hmm. shows, yeah, TV shows. But the majority of the things that people watched were news, nightly news. Were the nightly news. Yeah. Because you had the uh, the Cold War going on,
1: and well, you had the Vietnam War. Well, you're you know. also talking- The Civil Rights Movement. Civil Rights. So you had a lot of- And you're also talking about a time period, like, look, only five years prior, Yeah, uh, the President of the United States got assassinated. Right. Yeah, there was a lot of social upheaval. Right. That year, in 1968, Martin yeah. Luther King Jr. gets assassinated. Yeah. Um, we had just gone to the moon, or we were planning on going to the moon right. here. So everybody was glued to their television yeah. set. I mean, we had- at that time, Americans had seen the president yeah. get shot,
0: so news broadcasts were a big deal.
2: Yeah, and I like that they treat it like it's crazy. Like, yeah. it's not like you know, like in some movies where it's like, "Oh, there's zombies." Yeah. Like, this is like we understand how ridiculous this is uh, or this sounds, but it appears to be a fact. Right, like the dead
1: are coming back to life and they're killing people. Yeah, yeah, and so <clears throat> realistically, I want to. Th- I I kind of want to delve deep into what this movie at its core is about what is it really about because yes we have the survivors and there's this cool scene where the daughter gets uh she's down in the basement yeah and mm-hmm. she gets got and she's a zombie now yeah. and the mom looks at the daughter and she's like oh my my young child and then the kid just yeah. kills her and like stabs her with a yeah, yeah with like a spade or something yeah, with, right? a, with a, a garden shovel, tool or something? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's a social aspect to it. But the social aspect is the main character in this film is an African-American. Yeah, the actor is Dwayne Jones. He plays Ben. Yeah. And so Ben is our hero. Yeah. And realistically, we're talking 1968. We're talking a movie of white people at this time. Yeah. The main character is an African-American. Now, I don't know. I haven't read up about this or anything, but I know what the movie means to me. Yeah. I don't know if, it was done intentionally by Romero to cast him or if he was just the best actor that came in and he just was like, whatever, I just am going for the best actor. But the the end, we'll cut to the end real quick, because this movie to me is about racism. Yeah. yeah, And I mean, it tackles this, yeah. the, the racism. You got all these people with the town folk with pitchforks and torches basically going through. Yeah, arming themselves, picking off all the zombies, picking off all the zombies, and then when they see uh, a black guy, Mm -hmm. they just kill him and they just throw him in the pile because they're just looking at the outward appearance, right? And they just automatically assume that he's a threat to them, right? Yeah, Um, whether they thought he was a zombie or not, you know, I mean, we can debate that, but. Overall, I mean, even the the husband doesn't he feel a little challenged or a little yeah. oh yeah, yeah yeah for sure by the yeah. fact that Ben is smarter than him ben, stronger than stronger him than ben bra- was the braver the most, than him yeah he yeah. was braver
0: yeah. and the most logical
1: yeah. yeah he is the hero right and he takes care of these people now he he puts everything aside and he's just like we gotta survive I'm gonna yeah, help we gotta work together yeah to survive. And that's what I like about this movie. And like I said, I don't know if it was intentional. I don't know if you guys have any information about that, but on Romero's part to do that, I think it was. I think it, I think he was aiming for that. Absolutely. But that's social commentary. That's huge. Yeah. yeah.
0: Romero does and we'll get into this later as we go into uh, the other films, but he definitely puts a social commentary in these films. In these films.
2: We're, yeah, and I like that Ben says something. I don't think I wrote down the exact line, but he basically tells the other guy, like, hey, in this house, I'm in charge. Yeah. Like yeah. This. And I, I thought that was kind of cool, just yeah. kind of asserting himself that, hey, in society, out, uh, I get it, you got a leg up on me. Right. But here, we are equals, and actually we're not. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm better than you, and I'm going to keep you alive if you do what I say.
1: Okay. Yeah, and this was just towards the the end or the, I don't know when this was filmed, but during the civil rights movement and, you know, like I said, Martin Luther King jr. Had uh, been assassinated in 68, I believe. Yeah. And you know, this, we, we talked about horror movies. We talk about horror movies, obviously a lot. Um, we have a podcast dedicated to it, but (laughs) one thing that I think horror movies do well, and this one in particular is they tackle Issues that people don't want to talk About right yeah in A way that makes you have To talk about it yeah so we Can say well the zombies represent This and the and the uh, Townsfolk represent this and this is about Racism and it forces us to have That conversation and kind of take a a step back and look yeah. at us, but it's in the form of a, a zombie film, right? Right, yeah. you know, which there's, is like so creative. Yeah, it's a very cool metaphor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: with these horror movies, there's more to them than just you know blood and guts and scares and things like and that. And granted,
1: we will talk about
0: those. And we love that stuff. Too. We and love That's it.
2: a common uh, thing I think with uh, that runs through all these Romero movies, uh, and, uh, and even going into like the Walking Dead and some zombie movies is that the who's the bad guy? Like you got the yeah. zombies, but the 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 biggest threat
1: is often who's the real us. monster. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah. people
2: turning on each other and betraying each
1: other. I, I mean, and that's definitely what The Walking Dead is oh, yeah. about. Yeah. Um, but we wouldn't have The Walking Dead if it wasn't for Night of the Living Dead because Night of the Living Dead established what zombies were. Um, they established that they're people like I don't know. They don't say this in the movie. They're almost like us.
2: Yeah. They never used the. Did they use
1: the word zombie? I don't, I don't think, think they so. do. No, they, they call them marauding ghouls. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but they—they they are uh, people that have passed, and their bodies, their corpses, are back, and they're just looking to feed. Yeah, and they—they're only Consumed. satisfied. They're only satisfied with human flesh, right. and yeah. that's what they go after. That's the new zombie, as Romero dictates in nineteen sixty-eight. Now, Romero and his and his partner, um, the guy who helped him write this and make this film. Um, because they ended up splitting off. Yeah. And there was kind of this fight. I, I don't know. Friction, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. But the one guy was like, I'm going to. John keep... uh, Russo or Russo? Yeah. He 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 kept the living dead part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Romero kept the the time that it takes place. <laughs> so yeah. night, day, dawn. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So that's how you get Return of the Living Dead. Yeah. Return right. of the Living Dead was this Russo guy. Yeah. That's right. And he takes it further even yeah and he establishes the whole brains aspect. Yeah. but right? i think
0: the real winners are us the fans oh, yeah. oh yeah. we get oh, yeah. to enjoy they're all, all they're all great them. they're
1: all great totally and and for anybody who knows us um the swearwolves and i think we've talked about this before return of the living dead it personally is one of my favorite zombie films yeah and, one of mine too and yeah. i know alan you love that too yep. so yes linnea hello <laughs> <laughs> but uh but that established the whole brains thing. So we yeah. got zombies established in 1968 and then it leads to the whole brains, right? Uh, going forward. And I was talking to Tom Matthews with my son and he says, uh, I said, do you know what, what Tom Matthews was in? And he's like, no, <laughs> my son and Tom Matthews looks at him and he's like, what do zombies like to eat? And he, my son's like brains. He goes, I was in the movie that made that. <laughs> I established that. Yeah. You're welcome. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. Um, So I love that movie. But getting back to George Romero. Yeah. So Night of the Living Dead is about racism. Yeah. And our culture as a whole and what the 1960s culture was like at the time.
0: And not only did he, you know, have that social commentary to it, it inspired a lot of filmmakers, too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, a, a lot of people then could take what he did and say, "Okay, horror is not just a monster coming after us. Right. But if you look at some of the older horror movies, they also had social commentary. I yeah. mean, like, if you look at Frankenstein. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a social commentary yeah, to be sure. had in, in, in that story. Yeah.
2: Well, and uh, yeah, Frankenstein, I mean, not to get too far off topic, but I mean, James Whale directed that, who was one of the first openly gay uh, folks in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And there's definitely some uh, commentary there as far as, you know, being persecuted and treated like a monster. and yeah. People, you know, breaking out the pitchforks and the torches. Uh, I think that...
1: Hmm. Yeah. That was uh, very intentional. Frankenstein's kind of a zombie too, right? Yeah, he is. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Technically, technically, yeah. Yeah. Um, Piecemealed together. (laughs) Um, So that was the 1960s culture. And I, I, for this movie in particular, for Night of the Living Dead, um, I know we didn't go through step by step on what happens, but, you know, we did jump ahead and pretty much everybody dies. (laughs) <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah people in a the house there's zombies some of them get inside barbara lives right people go outside but, uh no
1: I, like it's i said just, i i know that most everybody gets got and it's all run chaos ensues um once the house gets broken down and then they start running through and then ben gets got by the town folk who mistake him for a zombie no barbara gets kill bear brother right Oh, he does come back. Yeah, yeah, and I believe cuz she's he waiting for him. She's like, I got to wait for my brother. Yeah. My brother and, yeah. and he and, shows up and, and the, Ben's like he's, he's a dead. <laughs> it's brother. the
0: rednecks who are the survivors. Yeah, yeah,
1: pretty much. Um He's dead. That's let's yeah. go get
2: him That's another one for the fire. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah, and it ends very just abruptly. Yeah. With Ben's death.
2: Yeah, and it ends uh, the ending's cool too cuz like you have like walkie-talkie sounds and uh yeah, yeah. it's
1: almost like a
2: like a military documentary. Yeah, kind of other, feel. It's a
1: cool, it's a cool ending. The other thing I really like about this movie is the camera work. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
0: Very well directed. Very great. great cinematography. cinematography. Yeah. yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The photography in this is like the angles that they use. Right. And there's lots of shadows. Yeah. And they use that black and white to their, to full
2: very, effect. Yeah. And it's yeah. very
0: dark. Uh, Which I like, too, because you can't really see everything. Yeah.
1: There's color versions out there, but I think it's best viewed in black and white. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Um, For me, if we're going to rate this movie now, or do you want to wait until we do all of them, we can rate all of them? Let's rate each of them. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then let's compare the three at the end. Okay. For me, I'm going to rate it three. Three. Okay. Out of five, because I think it's importance... Makes it a little bit higher, I think. Its social commentary gives it there. I think the acting was actually really good. It was the guy who yes. does yeah. Ben, and yeah. I do think that Barbara does a good job too. She's like flipping out. Yeah, yeah. she's nuts. Yeah, <laughs> and then um, uh, she doesn't even speak for a while in the movie. Like people are asking her questions,
2: and she's just silent. She's just in shock. Well, she's so stoic yeah. because she yeah. just yeah she just saw her brother get, get eaten. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, I give it three. David? Um, I gave it four. I was kind of between three and a half and four. I went four um, just because of how ahead of its time it was and the yeah. influence, but then to your point, like that it's well acted, it's well shot. Um, I love the social commentary. Um, yeah, and something uh, in this viewing that I do not remember, and I've seen this movie a bunch of times, um, but I didn't realize, I wrote it down, they actually talk about how the zombies came back, uh, and it was, uh, uh, let's say. Uh, we shot at, uh, an explorer satellite to Venus, and this as the satellite was coming back to Earth, um, it never arrived. But they, it sounds like NASA like purposely destroyed it because they discovered that it had some sort of high level radiation with it, mm-hmm. and the radiation is what brought the the dead back to life. Which
1: I don't remember that detail. No, and that would also talk about the society in the 1960s culture, right? Because we were going to space, space. Race. yep, yep, and nobody knew what the fuck was going to happen. Yeah. And so it's like, that's where you get your Godzillas, the atomic age, Godzilla movies and stuff like that. Like people were like radiation. We were
0: obsessed as a, as a country, we were obsessed with the future. Everything was about the future. Mm -hmm. Everything was futuristic. And we were competing with the Russians Mm -hmm. who were our enemies at the time. Oh,
1: how the times have changed. Yeah. So (laughs) wait,
0: uh, Oh, wait a second. Yeah. So, um, you know, everything was about the future. Everything was about tomorrow. Yep. Yep. You know, you think about Disneyland, Tomorrowland, you mm. know, everything was like that. And, uh, that's, that's, a that's pretty cool. That you touched up on that, Dave. That's, you know, I've forgotten about that too. Yeah. Yeah. When I,
2: when they said it, I was like, oh, oh, I don't remember that.
0: Yeah. But four for me. Four for you. Um, it was really hard to rate this one. Uh, it's such a landmark film. And like I said earlier, it inspired so many other directors. Um, the acting was great. Uh, and you know, movies in general for that time. Uh, Had really great acting as well, Uh, but this was especially great acting for a horror movie Um, Like you guys touched up on the uh, the social aspect of this film Uh, It's a strong message. I give it four as well. I think it 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 still holds up the message still holds up to this day and uh, I really wanted to give it five Um, But yeah, I give it four I, I I could even say four and a half.
1: Now in honest. nineteen yeah.
0: <laughs> it's tough to rate, but it's yeah. it's such a it is tough
1: to rate. Yeah. And and you know, I'm I'm a little bit I guess people have said to me mm-hmm. that have listened to the podcast that I I really rate movies tough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I'm really hard on movies. Um I like this movie, but I'm also looking at the other movies too, and I gotta compare them yeah with each other. And that's other. why
2: it almost went three and a half. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Um now they remade Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, uh, Tom Savini directed it in 1990? Yeah. 1990. 1990 yep. with yep. Tony Todd. Yeah, and I haven't seen the remake. I can, I need to see it. David we'll do Ella an Allen. episode on that yeah, for we'll sure. Do. I've yeah. seen
0: yeah. it. Uh, it's been a long time though. It's yeah. worth doing an episode on that and discussing, and maybe we can compare
1: as yeah. well. And something that uh, people have communicated uh, through Instagram uh, is that they would like to see us do uh, remakes versus original, and we've talked about that. Doing that also because they did remake Dawn of the Dead as well. Right. Um, uh, I think they remade Day of the Dead or there's another movie called Day of the Dead. Now, I saw it's like Bloodline or something. uh, There's a a couple Day of the Deads. I think that's like the sequel. I think Bloodline is the sequel to the remake. To the remake. Yeah. Okay. But... um, but Dawn of the Dead and Night of the Living Dead are more true remakes, yeah. whereas I don't know if
0: Day of the Dead is a remake yeah, so or i've just- s- I've seen Dawn and Night remakes, but I've never seen Day, so we'll have to look into that. yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: but what I was gonna ask about the remake real quick was, is that the same is it the same like no. social commentary the, wise?
0: Uh, yeah there there's uh similarities but there are some differences as well. Okay. So it's been a while since I've seen it. I do own it, Mm -hmm. but yeah, we should all give it another viewing. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah.
1: Okay. So flash forward now, uh, 10 years. We're in a different decade. We're at the end of a different decade, 1978. And Romero is like, I'm going to make another film. And he makes Dawn of the dead and Dawn of the dead is a sequel. Mm -hmm. Um, we assume that it
0: takes place in the same the morning, the morning of, of now, the events of Night of the Living Dead. I mean that's how I've always yeah. Seen I don't it. think ten years have passed in the yeah. In I don't think it's universe a because it's
1: See, pandemonium and yeah. See, I I think it's the same epidemic. It's the same epidemic. Yeah. Okay. Mm-mm. So when I was a kid, I think I, th- I think I thought. That it all took place... All three movies took place the same like day or whatever. It, it could have. But-, but I think as I got older... I thought that time had passed time and had I passed. guess because that the 1960- I, I don't think much time has passed though yeah. because
2: they're even on like the beginning of the movie with the guys that are arguing they're kind of explaining to the audience like what's going on okay yeah so we're
0: like they're like uh, they kill the people they kill get up and kill yeah so it starts off in a uh, a newsroom you have mm-hmm. news broadcasters and uh television personalities arguing and uh the whole place is chaos and they're uh, like debating yeah yeah, right it's like yeah Yeah, it's
2: almost like a yeah like a it's like a cnn
0: yeah like a panel (laughs) right thing they're they're trying to pass along information to the public and they can't agree on what's fact and what's not right
1: oh yeah a lot's changed so yeah (laughs) yeah god God, romero was like a genius romero was ahead of his time oh for sure you know he either that or we as humans (laughs) never change yeah Yeah, Yeah, or yeah
0: so you have um, television personalities. You have a, uh, a traffic reporter and a executive who are a couple. And he tells her, look, let's get out of here. And they got a chopper up there. So Yeah, and he's a helicopter pilot. Yeah, he's also a pilot. So uh, they get out of there. And I think it the story carries over to a, a housing project. Right. And there's a news crew there as well. And you have a SWAT team, and they're killing off. You know, they're they're trying to get everybody out because you can't live in any private. Well, and part housing. of the issue
2: that they had is those people had refused to turn the dead over, right? Because uh, they were saying like you need to basically get rid of.
0: They're let they're letting these zombies essentially quote unquote live. Yeah, and all in the meantime, they're telling everybody nobody can be in uh, their private homes anymore. They wanted everyone out. Mm. Uh, as far as now, I can't remember if they were regulating them to um, quarantined areas or anything like that. I don't think they touched up on that. They, I don't think they really said where they wanted to take them. They were just broadcasting that you cannot live in your homes, you know, no matter how safe it is. Yeah. So you had SWAT teams going into this housing project. And someone were going a little crazy. That one guy, Wooly. Wooly. Wooly's a real fuck. He, he, he was just a real asshole, just killing people, whether they were dead or well, not. He's
2: throwing out racial slurs and stuff. Like, yeah, that. he just
0: wants to. Ki- he, he just wants to kill people. He's, yeah. So he's got Ken bloodlust. So uh, the character played by uh, Ken Foray, I uh, can't remember his name. Ken Foray. No, that char- their character character. Oh. The character. <laughs> uh, Peter. Peter. So so uh he shoots that guy. And he's kinda like, you know, gets he's kind of the guy that uh, wants everything under control as much as possible.
1: And 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 let me note this too. Another strong African American character. Another strong character. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Who's the intelligent one, the peacekeeping yeah. one?
0: Yeah, the element that we saw in the first film, Romero carries over into this film. Yeah, and uh, Ken Foray does an awesome job playing this character. He's a great actor. Yeah, yeah I agree. So uh, a lot of crazy scenes uh, in this part of the film. So you have a woman who uh, his her her husband or or boyfriend whoever is undead, and she embraces him. And, oh, he's very much dead. Yeah, he's very much dead. But she she doesn't she doesn't want to believe him. She loves mm-hmm. him. And he ends up killing her. And bite her he like, bites her in neck, the neck. And bites her it in the neck. And goes,
1: and it's, yeah. It's I got to say. This, really great effect. The special effects in this movie. This is a Tom Savini special effects yeah. movie, yeah. right? Right. And this is the first time we're seeing this stuff in color. Right. For yeah. Uh, yeah. the zombie film. And he does a good job there's some stuff that's a little cartoony like the colors yeah some of the makeup like the the green and kind of
0: blue blue, yeah a lot of movies for this time where the blood is very bright red oh yeah Yeah. you know a lot of spaghetti westerns the blood was very
1: right well and argento like if you look at suspiria like the blood is like red yeah Yeah.
0: (laughs) but it but nonetheless it it had its effect and it it i think for the time it did um It was a very lasting effect, did an awesome job. Well
1: and and there's another scene that happens pretty close to this where Ken Foray has to kill the two little girls. Oh yeah. Yeah. And he said that was the hardest one of the hardest things he had to do. Yeah. Because uh here's these sweet little girls in real life and then he's gotta yeah, point a gun at him and yeah, yeah. kill him. Yeah. You know, I mean there's one thing being an actor and then there's another thing going, oh god, I gotta yeah. kill. And they edited
0: kids. it in a way where You don't see it. You don't really see it, but you know.
1: Yeah. yeah. And there's zombie girls. So I mean, let's that out. They're trying to yeah. eat him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he has to do what he has to do to survive. Yeah. Um, you know, I brought up Argento, and I know you guys are big fans of uh, the music. Uh, in uh, his films, Goblin, Goblin did the soundtrack to this film yeah. too. Yeah, under the direction of
0: Argento, and yeah. I, I'd, I had actually, I didn't. I've seen this movie before, but I didn't realize Argento worked on this movie. Yeah. So he kind of worked as a uh, assistant director of sorts. He worked with Goblin, and they worked on the music for this film. And I think it's it's one of the best efforts, one of the best soundtracks of any yeah. film. And they did it just right. It wasn't overbearing, and it was at just the right moments. And I, I thought it was perfect. Do you have this on vinyl? I do. Yeah, no. yeah. It's I figured a, you would. I got all, all three soundtrack.
1: on vinyl. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, the bulk of this movie, then we we go into the mall. Into so the mall. So Foray meets up with with the couple. With Roger.
2: He's got a, yeah. another cop. Uh, and he kind of tells him like, hey, I got a buddy who's who's got a helicopter
0: and we're going to get out of here tonight. You yeah. want to come? And he's like, yep. <laughs> yeah. So the newscaster. Yeah. The couple from the news station pick up the two SWAT team members and then they they see the mall. And they're like, you know, they all agreed. That's let's go there.
2: I think it's cool, too, because malls were kind of a new concept. Yes. And right. They
0: were, and they're like, what is that? And right.
1: Like, oh, it's like one of those uh, one of those mall things. Yeah. yeah. So we're talking about an indoor mall. Yeah, and well, not not a strip mall, but these this is like when malls were big. Yeah, yeah, and I know nowadays twenty nineteen, a lot of younger people. I mean, we still have malls. We still have malls, but but like I was at the mall yesterday with my kids, and there wasn't a lot of people there. Right, and it's not like yeah, malls. the mall was the place like it was, yeah. a,
0: it was a hangout it used to be a hard place it, you couldn't find a place to park you just go there point. and walk around yeah. well yeah.
1: and we've talked about this on the podcast before the stores that they had in the malls when we talking about chopping mall yeah which took place in the 80s the 80s late 70s to uh 1990 ish malls were like yeah the fucking place to go yeah. Yeah. even when i was in high school in the 90s i remember going to the mall and, and hanging out but you had arcades yeah. Um, and they even touch on that in this movie too. Mm-hmm. They play some arcade games yeah. yep. uh, some video games. Are they playing like Boot Hill or yeah one of those types and of there's like a, a lot of black a, and white shooting a, games game. there's a racing game yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, they had a, a gun store in the yeah. mall right they had
0: uh, you know I, lots of things you can think of. it was very resourceful yeah mm-hmm. and it, what better place during a zombie apocalypse than the mall? Yeah, because they just initially stopped there
2: just to kind of catch their breath. And then they're like, you know, we could just set up shop here. Like, why don't this place has everything we need and we can secure
0: it and make it safe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's kind of a fantasy of sorts. You can only imagine having a place like a mall to yourself.
2: Yeah. Back then. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and um, and that's kind of getting into some of the social commentary that mm-hmm. runs through this movie. Is right. the I, I and it's it's fun to watch it happen. Is the, the initial excitement of like oh my gosh we got this place, yeah. um, everything we've ever wanted is here. And, you know, there's scenes of them you know taking money and you know loading up on. Yeah. Uh, and I like that it starts with them. Going through the mall and picking up essentials, so right. they're initially just looking for food and like just basic necessities. Right. And then as the movie progresses, then we they start getting content, and now it's luxury items. Yeah. We need a TV. We need uh, to spruce this place up and make it look like an apartment and make it fancy. Yeah. I want you know
0: fur
1: coats, right? Uh, and that is, I think, definitely a, the, a the commentary
2: of consumerism. Well, yeah.
1: and definitely it comes into play too when the zombies start coming. Because I don't know the exact line, but it's like, what are they doing here? And it's like, they're just doing what they would have yeah. done anyway. Yeah, yeah, And you have zombies walking around the mall. Right. And mindlessly walking around the mall. Yep, just like us. Just like they would do. Just <laughs> yeah, like, just like when they were alive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah. what's
0: interesting about that is you had this film and the zombies still looked like people. They weren't overly gory to what, you know, we have nowadays. Yeah. You know, they, they kind of had like a blue look to them, they're, but, but they're, they weren't overly gory. They are freshly dead. Yeah. So they still had that, and I don't know if it was intentional or not, but they still had that human element to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like you guys said, with the social aspect of it, of consumerism, um, they still had the human look to it. So I think they kind of were going for a uh, an idea of that. You know these humans who are now dead; they're still doing what they, what they're, what they're programmed to do. They're yeah. Programmed to do. And it's
2: also fun to watch uh, as they accumulate more things, how they get really bored and miserable. Yeah. And you know we've touched on the concept before in movies uh, about how what happens in a world where money doesn't matter. Yeah. Um. And you kind of see that happen in this movie, like when you don't have to work to get the things that you need or want. Right. Uh, what, they cease what's being the fun in it. Yeah. yeah they
1: cease being uh, important. And 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 that that too is it's materialism. Yeah. Yeah. It's consumerism, and it's also the fact that can they work? Can can groups of people work together? And I think when the biker gang comes, yeah, yeah, that's when you see that it's they're not going to work together right and people in power you know this these movies and, and actually let me touch on that in day of the dead because i think it'll be more oh, important yeah, than day of for the dead sure. mm-hmm. so I, yep. i'll skip over that comment right now just remind me to say something but in dawn of the dead it, you know this biker gang comes and and we were talking about this before we actually turned on the record button but ken foray basically says don't don't mess with them. Don't fuck with them. They're gonna. They'll do their thing. They don't even have yeah. to know we're here. Yeah,
2: they're gonna come in here. They'll take what they need and then they'll move on. Yeah. yeah,
0: they feel threatened, so they they take a shot. Well, yeah, no. Stephen feels threatened. Foray uh, 4A, Ken Foray's character is like you know he's cool, calm and collected. He's Ste- cool. Stephen's kind of twitchy and yeah, kind of reactionary. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because Stephen is. Possessive. He's possessive of that mall. That's their mall. That's his mall. And
2: Stephen's kind of weak. And and again, another going, you know, Romero social commentary thing is often the the quiet people are really the strong people. Yeah. And, you know, the people who are hot headed and emotional, like those are the ones that want to be in charge. Right. And are often the people who should be the last people that we should put in power. Most
0: definitely. So what Stephen didn't understand was. You know, like like Ken Frey's character said, they're only there to loot. They you know just let them take what they want and let them go because they'll leave. Yeah. yeah, and so but he
1: gets Stephen gets too threatened and he thinks they're gonna take over his mall. Yeah, and like you said, he becomes possessive. But instead of trying to work together, yeah, he tries to destroy them. Yeah, and to peacock, and <laughs> um, you know uh, take a shot at them and then right they. So it's like doesn't work out. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Bad decision.
1: Yeah, so they catch him up in the elevator
0: or the elevator shaft. Um he's wounded. Uh so at this point the bikers are fighting off the zombies.
1: And one of the bikers is Savini.
0: Right. One of the bikers is Savini. And he's who, got a machete and, yeah. <laughs> and there's a
2: really great effect where he machetes a, yeah, so, a zombie right in the head. So here we it start. looks like
1: sex machine from, from Dusty. Yeah, it does, it actually. Does. <laughs> so so it's here we start gun. we start seeing some of
0: the um some of Savini's work with the effects. And a lot of this stuff is pretty new to most audiences. There's some yeah, some really cool stuff. Some really cool effects. Uh
1: his effects, you know what I like about his effects? They're very raw. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. They're they're good. They're very don't get practical, me wrong, yeah. and they're yeah very practical. But it's like they're just raw. Yeah, it's just like oh ew. yeah, you know you see You see some of that in in Friday the Thirteenth um, when he did the effects for that. It's just like, huh? He just uses what he has. You know what I mean? Right. It's not like he's got a whole company. I mean, maybe now. Obviously, I don't know what he has now, or if yeah. he even still does it. But uh, it, you know, he doesn't. It's like he's working with. He's like, all right, I got a tube and some raw <laughs> yeah, meat, he's in a MacGyver, uh, yeah. some cool effects. Yeah. It, it just seems like that, yeah, and yeah. it works. Yeah.
2: So yeah, Peter. I, in my notes, I wrote, he, he, "It's ours. We took it." And he's very possessive. And then my yeah. to say, "I remember that line. Flyboy yeah. ruins everything." Yeah.
0: <laughs> So he gets wounded by one of the bikers, and you know there's a biker zombie conflict. And uh, at this point, uh, I think they're looking to escape. And yeah, and uh,
2: Flyboy gets uh, he gets killed and becomes a zombie. Yeah, P- Peter kills him, um, and Peter basically tells uh, what's the girl's name? Fran. Yeah, Fran- yeah, yeah, Francine. Yeah, Francine. Uh, who you know? We didn't touch on this, but uh, Flyboy teaches her how to fly the helicopter. Right. So she's even though you know they can get out of there. Yeah. So he tells her, "Hey, you go. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick around. Yeah. I'm and, not
0: I'm not getting out of this. And you know what? That reminds me, Dave. Uh, there was another. There was something else to this as well. Was uh, a uh, kind of battle the sexes a little bit. Yeah. Because she was telling these guys, "Look. I'm part of this, too. I want yeah, to learn how to fly I, the helicopter. Yeah, and I want to know what's going on. I want to you, know what's going on. You boys are having your little meetings and yeah. stuff. I want to have a voice in this.
1: Can I interject? I was just thinking about this, actually, when we were talking. Do you think Romero writes strong women characters? I don't think so. I think his women characters tend to be meek. And if there's one uh, negative to these films is that you don't have a woman character who is as strong... As the men, uh,
0: no, I I think Francine was a pretty strong character. I think that was a a pretty big moment where she told these guys, you know, these guys with the guns and they're in charge. But she tells them, "Look, I want to learn how to fly this. Yeah, and I, I want to know. want learn going. how to shoot. Wanna, and, yeah, yeah. And they and
1: they teach her. Yeah, you know. So, but again. They're having to teach her. No, but they're having to teach her because she demands it. I understand that, but it's like... But I get what you're saying. She yeah. She doesn't already... Like, she's not strong. She needs a man to she teach didn't her how to do go into it already. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I
0: get what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I could see it both ways, but, you know, she she's the one that initiates it. She's like, look... Gotcha. This is the way it's going to be. I mean, I
1: see... I don't see... It.
0: And they could tell her no, but they didn't. I mean, they, yeah. You know, well,
2: and Ken Foray is like, she's right. No, absolutely. Yeah, he
0: says she's right. Yeah, and and he's a minority. Yeah, and he, so and, at that time, women were still
2: somewhat of a minority. When he yeah. gives her a gun, he kind of slams it down, and you know, so you can and it see has a little mini.
1: You can fit.
0: see little conflicts right there, and so maybe scene.
1: there's something to be said about this movie, not only tackling racism, just like the first one did, because Ken Foray is kind of the strong African American man, and also they go to the ghetto. There's that whole racism, too, yeah. at the beginning, like we were saying, the, right. the SWAT guy who's just a fucking dick and just wants to kill people. Um, but <clears throat> we all are on the same right, uh, even playing field yeah. now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, just like in the first movie when Ben's like, I don't care what the fuck it was like before, but now I'm leading this group. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't matter. And and that's what everybody has to kind of adjust to in these types of situations is yeah. that we're all in the same even playing field. Right. But I think initially, when when I was saying that the female characters are weak, I think initially, just like Barbara is kind of like
2: ooh,
1: you know, <laughs> and 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 Francine, they're they're just kind of they're not strong characters initially. Yeah. They might become yeah, stronger become characters, strong. yeah. and yeah. that's good to see the transition, but. There wasn't at least in these first three movies. Day of the Dead might be a little bit different because you got a doctor, yeah, um, uh, who's a who's a female who kind of stands her ground, right? Yeah. But um, anyway, that was just a thought of mine.
2: No, no, that's a good
0: point. Yeah. So so Peter and Francine end up escaping uh, in the helicopter. Yeah,
2: Peter kills Steven. So yeah, Steve, and then yeah. he he you know Ken who is, who Ken is now a, a zombie. G- yeah, and Peter's about to kill himself. And then he's like, "Nope, no, nope, yeah, nope, nope. right. I'm getting out of here." That's <laughs> and he right. He runs and yeah, he gets. Yeah, to the helicopter. he almost
0: he almost couldn't take anymore. Yeah, uh, but where well, are they planning on going?
2: I don't know, but the, that's actually when they take off. Uh, he actually says, uh, "How much fuel do we have?" And she's like, "Not much." And he's just like, "All right." And that's basically the end of the movie. Yeah, kind of. So it's just kind of like I don't know. We got to go. Leaves it open. Yeah,
0: yeah. they're gonna. We
1: they're can't gonna, stay here. They're yeah. gonna fucking die. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Could be. Yeah,
2: and that's kind of how I took it too. It's like, hey, we're probably not going to make it, but and we we'll probably die. But that day is not today. Yeah, yeah.
0: I thought it was interesting how you know, uh, real quick, they they mentioned early in the film, you know, they're doing what's familiar to them. I thought it was interesting how when Stephen became a zombie, he knew the path of how to reach them. Yep, mm. and he got back to them, but then of course well, the that's horde behind yeah, him as well. He still had yeah. some
2: memories, right? There's some really good effects in this movie, um, and Steven's a gr- he does a great job as a zombie. Like the way he walks, yeah. And, like it, he's like the best he zombie. Does, yeah, he, yeah, he does in, a great in these job. Three
1: films. Um, the to touch. I think this happens at the beginning. The helicopter blade chops off the top of a zombie's <gasps> yeah, head. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, you got some really cool stuff that happens here. Some really cool kills.
2: Yeah, and there's a shotgun blast. Uh, when uh, that with that creep at the beginning of the movie when he kicks the door in and he shoots somebody in the head right. and it explodes like a mullet. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 there's yeah, some yeah. really cool gore yeah. uh, effects
1: um right. for me Dawn of the Dead is probably my favorite okay um i gave Night of the Living Dead 3 right i'm yeah. going to give this one 4 4 okay what okay. about
2: you dave i gave the first one 4 um and I think I've mentioned this in another episode. This is probably my all time favorite zombie movie. Okay. Um, I give it four and a half. Um, okay. It's really close to being perfect for me. I love the pacing, I love the way it's shot. Um, I love the social commentary. Oh, the uh, comedy too. We got to oh yeah. mention also that there's a little bit. Of a little bit. That's yeah. actually what I was going to mention. There's yeah. a couple co- uh, comedic elements that I think are hilarious. There's a guy like a biker uh, wearing a sombrero that <laughs> yeah. during all of the pandemonium and the fighting, he had, he He's takes the to, time to yeah. get his arm into a blood pressure uh, yeah. <laughs> tester. He's getting his blood pressure tested, and then die- it gets killed while his arm's stuck in there. <laughs> yeah. And it, but his arm is still in there, and his the rest of his body gets ripped away. What yeah. was his blood pressure? I can't remember, but. <laughs> zero <laughs> you would have to imagine kind of things like done 120%. and then there's another zombie that's walking around and has like a tootsie pop stuck in her hair like there's just a couple <laughs> co- fun little sight gags that yeah. you know, add add some humor uh to the movie but um the reason why I go four and a half not five is there's uh, there's some acting that's suspect uh especially in the beginning like the the racist cop guy has it's pretty bad uh, There's some bad acting And there's a couple of script issues But uh, overall I think yeah. it's a fantastic movie
0: Roger was a little over the top uh, yeah. At points But uh, no the uh, the blood pressure thing You have to imagine those guys Walked by one of those Like we gotta use this somehow <laughs> yeah. Oh the other thing
1: Oh, Go ahead and rate it um,
0: Well uh, no I'm, I, I agree With what you guys said um, I think I don't know if it's my favorite Zombie movie but I enjoy it enough to give it oh, it's tough. I keep changing it, but mm-hmm. i'm I'm gonna give it four and a half as well. Um uh, just the important message that uh he brought into this film, just like uh the previous one. uh I thought the acting for the most part was great. Um, the effects were superb Tom Savini did an awesome job I don't know if This this is probably one of his early films Yeah As far as effects go um, Didn't he Wasn't he like an assistant on Night? No he directed Night No Oh and but the like Yeah I think he I Wasn't think... he
1: like a young kid And he helped like uh, Maybe I'm wrong I'm not sure <sighs> Alright no comment yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't know if he worked on that one or not He's what? like I'm not that fucking old <laughs> No but uh, <laughs>
0: Uh, Dawn of the Dead. Uh, it's just a lot of fun, and I think it it holds up to this day. Absolutely. I mean, even though we don't have malls like we used to, uh, I think just the um, the idea of consumerism and uh, greed, somewhat. Oh, definitely possessions, that sort of thing.
2: Yeah, and how it's never enough. We'll always
0: need more. Right. We always need more. Just you know that still holds up to this day. Yeah, um, probably. And the have-nots are the problem. Yeah, and today it's more of a you know a technology problem these days uh, with consumerism. They they tie into each other. Um, but yeah, I give it four and a half. Pamela Voorhees heads.
1: I I did want to mention that this was a working mall. Yeah. They filmed this in the off hours, yep. yeah. and had to clean everything up. Yeah. yeah, so when you said they walked by this and were like, "Hey, we got to use this for something," I'm sure they did. Yeah, they probably like that fountain in the middle of the uh, mall. They were like, "Oh, yeah. great, this is going to be great." To this was filmed in uh, Monroeville, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm pretty sure the mall still exists. It does. Still, it still does.
2: It's still around. But, and they do tours and stuff.
1: Yeah, but not in the. That's a
0: landmark, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah definitely Absolutely. I I believe may not even look the same though No, yeah, No, no no no, no. Oh, yeah I'm sure it looks completely different yeah we all look
1: I you know I'm I'm as old as this movie is I look yeah. a little different from what I look like <laughs> yeah. in 1978 um, uh, but then we got to flash forward eight years for a follow-up to this now this movie was hugely successful of all the um, night of the living dead dawn of the dead and day of the dead mm. dawn of the dead was the most commercially successful yeah and it took us eight years yeah. to get a follow-up or, to this. Or yeah. seven
2: years, right? 78 to 85? 78 to
1: 85. Oh. Seven. Seven. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dawn of the Dead was especially successful in Europe.
1: Yeah. Um, and we talked about this. I don't know if on the podcast, but we definitely talked about this uh, in our private lives. Uh, Fulci... What was his first name? Lucio. Yeah, Lucio Fulci. Or Lucio. I'm not sure if it's... Lucio Fulci. Lucio Fulci, Fulci, yeah. uh, I was looking at my Ancestry.com profile last night. Uh Uh-oh. I'm 0% Italian. (laughs) (laughs) The late, great Fulci. Uh, They call him the godfather of gore. Yeah, well, he made uh, a sequel to Dawn of the Dead called Zombie 2, because in Europe, Dawn of the Dead was called... Zombie. Right. And Zombie Two was the sequel, but then in America it's, it's called, called Zombie. Zombie, zombie Two yeah. is confusing. called Zombie. Yeah. And it really has nothing to do with Dawn of the Dead. Not yeah. Except Not for there's zombies. zombies. Yeah,
0: that's it. it. Takes place on an island. Yeah. 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 And there's a, and there's a shark. Zombie. Yeah. So what's cool about all these movies <laughs> A zombie fights a shark. Yeah. And before we get into yeah. Day of the Dead, what's cool about all these movies is you can imagine all of these taking place in the same universe. Universe, yeah. 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 I
1: I that's why I I I'm hesitant to say they all take place in the same day or the same week right. or whatever. Yeah. I I think they all take place in the same universe. They could possibly all take place in the same think week. I think they're pretty I well, think they're pretty close. I think in Day of the Dead it's uh, safe to assume a significant time amount of time has passed. Has yeah. passed. Yes. Yeah. Um Romero worked on a couple of other things in between um Dawn and Day. Right. Um that was when Creepshow was made. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which he was uh, the director of. Um, But then we get a sequel released in 1985. This movie centers around a group of scientists and a group of military personnel who are living in a missile silo uh, ish type bunker area. Yeah. Yeah. And the scientists are trying to find a cure for the zombie plague. Right. The military are protecting the scientists and basically demanding that they find a cure. Um, this movie, like I said, 1985, so we're dead in the middle of Reagan era 80s. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we talked about the Cold War earlier, we're in the middle of that. Um space race. Uh well, actually, we're towards the end of the Cold War, but definitely like uh space, nuclear um threats. Um, war movies are big at this time. Rambo yeah. and uh, Commando and Chuck Norris movies, missing an action, that <laughs> yeah. kind of shit. But we're not really at war. Not but, yeah, cold war. Not like
0: not like battle. Yeah, know? yeah.
1: And so that influences this movie right. heavily. The eighties. This movie yeah. is the eighties. Yeah. Um, there's a still nutshell. a tension there. Yeah, and I really think. I mean. The the military guys are assholes. Yeah. Yeah, they're the worst. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> worst. But this is what I was going to say, and and uh, pardon me real quick, but do you remember um, at Stanford they did a social experiment where they had like 10, 20 people, 10 of them were guards and 10 of them were prisoners, mm. and they had them play these roles, and what they noticed was... The guards really took their jobs really seriously and became like too empowered Mm. and overpowered. And I think this movie kind of does that in a way. It's like you have these this social commentary of people in power will go overboard. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and they'll do whatever is necessary to keep that power. Exactly. Hmm.
0: And
1: reminds me of uh, (laughs) present day. Again, Romero um, bringing to light our human nature. You know, Um, we're as much evolved as we've become. We don't really evolve beyond our natural instincts, and that is to say, I'm in power. I'm going to maintain this power no matter what. Yeah. Um, Yeah and I'm going to hold it over you And I'm going to hold it over you and you're going to have to succumb to me Even if you're smarter than me uh, Which you have these scientists Yeah. But the other thing that it's establishing in this movie Is you have a zombie Who they're experimenting with But who they're trying to Yeah Bub Yeah Bub the zombie They're trying to communicate with him and trying to make him
2: Yeah and you can tell there's things he remembers from when he was alive Like they give him a razor blade and he kind of Shaves his face and like shaves his skin off.
1: It's actually a pretty cool fact. They carries, give him the, they give him the walk phones. Yeah, and, and he, he's like listening. He carries
0: a, a human element. Yeah, in this movie, whereas the uh, military has a kind of like you said a power element. They're bullies. Well, again, oh, yeah. it
1: goes back to the whole thing: is like, who do we have to fear? Yeah, the zombies or ourselves. Right, like, and and throughout this movie. It's the military. They're just jerks. Yeah. Like, they're, I mean, it's almost, they're almost rapey in their comments.
2: Yeah, they, yeah,
1: they make a couple comments. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, They're, they're definitely like power trip, the main guy who's yeah. like always angry. And, <laughs> and, and you also, yeah, he have, yells a lot.
0: You also have an aspect of military versus science, too.
1: <clears throat> yeah. Well, that was the other thing, too, is like the war on truth. Yeah. 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 There's, there's, there's definitely that. It's like, are we going to believe these scientists who have proof, or yeah. are we just going to... <laughs> Again, uh, mm. yeah. Yeah.
0: reminds me of uh, things going on today, too. Yeah. yeah,
2: I'm not a scientist, but I have a very strong opinion about this, and I'm right.
1: Um, I'm going to ignore all the research, though, and just go with my gut. <laughs> as good of a zombie as uh, what's-his-name-was in uh, Dawn of the Dead, when he turns into a zombie, I think Bub is a really good zombie, too. Agreed. He's awesome. Yeah um yeah and when he sees uh
2: the military guy uh he salutes him Mm. but you know zombie like yeah 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 and they give him a gun and uh he tries to shoot him (laughs) (laughs) good thinking
1: so i mean like do you have any more comments about this movie uh do you want to uh yeah as far as like oh you mean like from a social perspective no well just from the movie in general like things that happen favorite moments um
2: um, I think the special effects in this movie are fantastic. Yeah. Of the three, hands down, uh, in fact, I would venture to even say of any zombie movie I've ever seen, Day of the Dead might have the best gore yeah. and effects. It's uh, definitely the gory. Like when
1: people get ripped up, I mean, they get ripped and oh. the yeah. I want to also say the sound that goes along with it, too, because yeah. you have the view of uh, yeah. uh, the visual of it, but you also right. have that sound element. And I yeah. think the sound was really good on this. Yeah. Yeah. I know you guys have seen a lot
0: of zombie movies. I have as well. You know, there's so many out there, but like Dave said about the special effects, out of all the movies I've seen that have these sort of effects, Day of the Dead, that that scene at the end, it it's always stayed with me. It's always stayed with me since the first time I've seen it. I was a kid. I think it was like uh, twelve or thirteen when I first saw Day of the Dead on TV. And You're talking
2: about when Rhodes gets killed.
0: Yeah, yeah. And at that, that's always stuck with me. Every other movie I've seen, you know, I sometimes I forget. Like, oh, I remember that scene, or you know, I have to rewatch it again. It's like, oh, I remind You know, I remind myself. Day of the Dead. I'll never forget that yeah. scene. And he was uh, Greg Nic- uh, Greg uh, Nicotero was yeah. uh,
2: involved in this movie with Tom Savini, and then obviously you know he went on. To have a big uh, hand in The Walking Dead, and you can totally see it.
0: Uh, yeah, you know, in this movie, it looks so real. You know, and it's it's probably one of the best effects
1: scenes. Oh yeah, for sure. I've ever seen. Yeah, it was real. Actually, they they oh, ripped yeah. that guy oh, apart. Yeah. In real life. That's what made it <laughs> yeah. so good. It was Joseph Pallotta's, uh <laughs> last, last film. Yeah, yeah. he's dead. <laughs> R.I.P. Um, <laughs> he's still alive. Of the three. This is my least favorite. Oh, okay. I I think the gore is really good. But of the three, it's my least favorite. So what did I go? I went three and four. I'm, I'm going to give Day two and a half. Two and a half? Yeah, only because the acting is really kind of shitty. Yeah. It's kind of over the top. It's extremely over the top and yeah. hammy and yeah. The story doesn't do as much for me. I don't like it as much as the other two. Um, how about that character Miguel? How annoying is
2: that guy? <laughs> the guy that's just whining all the time. <laughs> and, then, and, and then at the end, he lets all those zombies in like an asshole. Yeah. Oh, oh what yeah. A dick. That guy was a dick, like
1: through and through. Yeah. yeah.
0: Just again, no logic among you know the guys with power.
1: No, I think there's, I think there's definitely something there. Uh, don't get me wrong. And I, I, I would encourage people to watch it. I think it's, yeah. I think it's a good movie. Oh, yeah. I just don't think it's as good as the other two. Okay. And so, uh, and, and it does get a little long in the tooth. Like, it's a little boring. Yeah. Um, so, two and a half.
2: And I went three, uh, and I agree. So, I, I, my problem with the movie is, again, to your point, the dialogue. Um, this movie is basically, like, two hours of people yelling at each other. I mean, yeah. there's a, they just yell. And I think that's one of the messages of the movie is about the <laughs> breakdown of communication. Don't yell. Yeah. And, like, we should listen <laughs> yeah. and speak less. Um, but so for the story, it's to me, it's probably a two, two and a half or, and then I bump it up to three uh, for the, for the visuals.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. You know, something else about this movie, it had a, uh, it felt very claustrophobic, you know, just the confines. Oh, yeah. Cause of it, yeah, bunker. They're in that cave or the bunkers. Yeah. You know,
1: you know, an interesting fact about that is like R- Romero originally was going to get a $7 million budget mm-hmm. from the studios. Um, but the studio was worried about do throwing that much money into an unrated film Mm -hmm. yeah so they told him either make it r and keep your seven million dollars or we're going to cut it to three and a half and you can do what you want Mm -hmm. and he took the cut of three and a half and he changed the story yeah i read that to kind of format that so doing the one location to your point the claustrophobic i i think it works yeah yeah but do setting everything mostly in one location which let's see and Living Dead was one location. Dawn of the Dead was pretty much one yeah, location. Yep. it's kind of a theme there. But yeah, um, I I I was interested to see what he would have done with seven million. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. But that's been cool. Yeah. You mean, I digress. You never know. Yeah.
0: But uh, yeah, I give it four. Um, wow. Yeah. I it it holds up for me. Those special effects, like I said, that's earlier, what does it for you. The special that's what effects. does it for me. But um. Yeah, I give it 4. I it holds up uh you know and and the acting it's you know it's okay. But yeah, there's a lot of... uh...
2: It's it's, it's hammy. Um, Yeah, it does. Something I'll I'll add uh, real quickly here. Um, The very first horror convention I ever went to, uh, this is probably back in like 2003, 2004, um, I got to meet a bunch of cast members from all three films, Mm -hmm. um, but the most people uh, that were there were from Day of the Dead, and they could not have been nicer. Uh, In particular, uh, the guy who played Steel, who might be one of the biggest dicks in the movie, big guy... (laughs) so nice, like incredibly warm and was like, hey, let's yeah. like let's take a picture. And like it, it was just yeah. yeah I was I did like how the super one, friendly
1: the one guy was growing marijuana. Yeah. Like yeah. you see him and he's out there tending to his marijuana. Yeah. And yeah. That's yeah, kind of cool.
0: <laughs> but no, I, I, I you know I want to go back. I I give it four also because um and I, I forgot to mention this but in my rating, but uh, I give it four because I like what they did with uh Bub. And we touched up on that earlier, but I like that they introduced that element. I think this was the first zombie movie where they made one appear to be like us. And then Romero
2: further develops that in Land of the Dead, where not only can it learn, uh, it can also lead.
0: Yeah. So I thought that was an important part of this movie. And I think um, a lot of other filmmakers use that in their movies. Like, uh, Shaun of the Dead, for example. Yeah. They touch up on that a little bit as well. Mm -hmm. So, um, I thought that was an important element, but yeah, it holds up for me. I give it for those special effects. Like I said, they stuck with me.
1: Okay. Fair enough. Overall, the trilogy, I probably overall, now this doesn't average out to be what my average ratings were on this, Yeah, but as a trilogy, I would probably give it a four. Yeah, I would agree. Because I really think it's something that people should watch. The importance that... I, I don't know if George Romero... I mean, he does get the give get the credit he deserves from people that are familiar with the genre. Mm-hmm. But filmmaking in general. And if you look at a lot of the stuff that he did for filmmaking, yeah. going back to 68, and the, the camera techniques that he used on an independent film. And then you go to 78... Um, and the, the music and the the social commentary in both of those films, too. Um, and then the, the special effects in 85. These were things that really advanced oh, yeah. not just the genre, the subgenre of zombie films. Yeah. And the, he's the godfather of zombies, but also horror and filmmaking in general. I think we yeah. can look at a lot of filmmakers and say they probably learned a lot from him absolutely
2: and then in the whole concept of putting social commentary into a horror film yep um you know in a very rod serling you know kind of way oh
1: totally yeah so as as a trilogy i'm gonna give it a four you give it a four dave you give it a four as well yeah yeah i would
0: say a four as well um all three films are important like you said brett uh they all bring something uh to the table and a lot of filmmakers picked up on it for
1: sure because we see a lot of it to this day David, you had a chance to meet George Romero, didn't you? I did,
2: yeah, um, shortly before he passed away. Um, and he was a very, very nice guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a bummer we don't have him anymore, but yeah, yeah he was super nice. And I've yeah. got a photo of uh, of
1: he and I that forever treasure. You have it in that locket you wear on your neck, <laughs> Yeah, and, but only half.
2: Uh, he's got the other half. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> he just went to his funeral and just tossed it in the castle. <laughs> quick yeah <laughs> oh I had goodness. to make sure he was really dead. he's <laughs>
2: like, like I don't want to come back. <laughs> oh there you go uh
1: so that's our take on the uh OG original uh Romero zombie trilogy. Uh, we'll talk more about other zombie movies in the future there's there's a few others that we need to touch on uh we talked about return of the living dead mm-hmm. um Shaun of the dead Juan of the dead movies that we like but they all owe everything to george romero and his films yeah whether good or bad they all yep. owe something yeah if you have any thoughts on zombie films or zombies in general uh please contact us where can they contact us david you can find us on twitter where we're the swearwolves we're also the swearwolves on facebook
2: um, you can email us at swearwolvespodcast at gmail.com. You can go to our website, which is theswearwolves.com. And we've also just recently uh, joined Instagram. And then on Instagram, because uh, the swearwolves was taken, I think we are the swearwolves podcast,
1: uh, all one word. Yep. So you can find us there too. Yeah. So uh, for the swearwolves this week, I'm Brett. I'm David. I'm Alan. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's a good, good. pause because I got to take a leak. Yeah,